Hey, welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and we have another Sundance Film Festival quick review here for you earlier. We did Censor. Now we have Cusp. And joining me today is my fellow film critic. We have Kate. Kate, how are you? Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. I had so much fun last time, and I'm happy to be back on again. <laughs> One of my favorite reviews. We did Happiest Season a lot of fun uh, when you were on that one and stuff, and we were all geeking out over everyone in the movie. So very nice to have you here as always. Before we get into the movie, how has the uh, virtual Sundance Film Festival been for you lately? You know, I've really enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. This is my first time ever covering Sundance in any capacity, so being able to do it at home is certainly convenient. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it gives me a lot more flexibility. Um, I do really miss the festival experience though. Um, from uh, same, other, yeah. Yeah, from other festivals that I've been a part of, it's, there are so many films that when I'm done, I'm like, I wonder how seeing this with a crowd would have changed my idea right. of it. Right, right. I agree. Um, I'm like in the middle because I did Sundance last year and it was like, the first day was so crazy, like, especially the first time, I'm just confused. Places are all over the place. I don't know how the press stuff works and this, that, and the third. But once you get in the hang of it, it's, like, very much, it's, like, very easy to get through. And, of course, you're spending time with, like, critics that you've seen, that you interacted with on Twitter for like a couple of months and you're actually seeing most of them in person. So that stuff is cool. And you're seeing movies with some of the people that you interacted interacted with was also cool. But I do like the just coming home and the virtual uh, festivals at your hands, whether you said you were watching it on your laptop. Um, they have apps on the TVs, which is really cool. Like my Amazon TV is able to just download the Sundance Film Festival app and the movies are right there and they're able to watch and they look pretty good. And yeah, I um I'm a big fan of how they how they got this all set up and how they were prepared. They just seem so so much prepared um with all this stuff because like as soon as the time starts for a movie, the movie's right there available to play. It barely buffers for me. Um it buffered when I was at work because you know the Wi-Fi. But mm-hmm. I think I think so far um, I've, I've I've only been watching movies today is when I started because I didn't realize so many tickets were still available. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really impressed about how I and like how they got all this set up, you know, so precisely and stuff. Whether it's critics and people who who order tickets and stuff like that. So today, uh, well, real quick, we are going to talk about the movie Cusp, a movie a documentary that caught me by surprise because I didn't even realize it was a documentary. Um, going into it, I thought it was like a coming of age kind of film and it is kind of but in real life yeah. um and i uh, was very very much like surprised by the movie so as of right now i've only seen like two movies uh but this has been like the most surprising movie that i've seen so far at a film festival so i really want to get into it but before we get into it um if you don't know already the story of cusp cusp chronicles one formative year of teenage life for three friends in a texas town when uh, where there's little to do but party and where liquor drugs and guns are standard recreational accessories Followed through lazy hangouts, fast food outings, and bonfire parties. Autumn, Brittany, and Elani allowed directors 
Parker Hill and Isabel Bethencourt to observe intimate moments within their homes and social circles. <clears throat> the, for, the, the film's raw approach creates a sensitive, multifaceted portrait of adolescent girlhood and the time and place in which these girls experience it. So um, I was blown away by this movie because there's just so much that I didn't expect them to talk about that I really enjoyed. But before I get into that, let's hear your thoughts on the movie. What did you think? Who um, cusp was uh, cusp was very personal because it actually it was instantly recognizable to me because I grew up in a small Texas town. I know mm. where this uh, where this was filmed. <laughs> I recognized mm. locations from the film as places that I I frequented growing up, and mm. uh, and and because we're dealing with minors, and I know that they didn't reveal the location. In the film, I'm not going to, uh, I'm yeah. not going to prematurely out uh, the filmmakers or their subjects at all. But it, it was instantly recognizable to me because I was able to look at the documentary through two distinct spaces. And one was growing up in a small Texas town. I had friends growing up. Well, first off, the big thing to know about the Hill Country is there is a lot of people living below the poverty line. There's a lot of wealthy people from the Austin communities that live out in the country to enjoy the lakes and the landscape. Mm -hmm. And so going to public school in the Hill Country is really interesting because the the wealth gaps between the student population is massive. Because really the only thing you have in common is proximity to a certain lake or right. whatever. Um, so I remember growing up in that environment and it was very difficult for me because there were... I grew up with girls that were like the girls in the film. Yeah. Um, the good, the bad, and the ugly of that. Whenever I was in law school, I came back for the summers and I worked in my local county attorney's office. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I have, as an adult, I have come back with my own experiences growing up in that area and I have assisted in sexual assault cases and I know yeah. how a lot of the issues in the film and the drug use that's rampant in that area. I grew up 20 minutes from the meth capital of Texas. Hey, <laughs> um, you know, so there's, I, I was able to view this film for me. It was very personal because I grew up in this way or I grew up in proximity to people that this was their everyday life. And then as an adult, I found myself sitting in courtrooms, assisting on cases. Um, several of the girls in the film talk about going to court for various incidents in their life. And yeah, yeah. I've sat there and, and watched that unfold from the uh, legal representation perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, so when I, when I read... Uh, when I read the bio for the movie, I was like, oh, listen, this is right up my alley, coming of age film. Great. And then I was like, the movie starts and I'm like, okay, this is like a grounded coming of age. Okay. You know, um, it reminded me, I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's an A24 movie called, what is it called? Um, uh, A24 movie is called, oh, I forget the name, but uh, it's, it's like two two best friends who are like, you know, hanging out and stuff like that. And I I, I hate that the name is not, it's not coming to me. Not mid-90s. Not mid nineties. Uh, let me see. Oh, God, I'm gonna kill my. I'm gonna like this is a twenty four. Two best friends. <laughs> I think I if I see the title, I'm gonna be like, oh my god. Um, 
Never going back. That's the title. So the the it, it, I thought it was gonna be like that when it started. I was like, okay, it's gonna be like a all right, cool. We're just gonna follow these two, these three characters, do stuff and party and hang out, and it's gonna be grounded. But then I realized that I was like, oh, this is a doc, and I was like, okay. And then like when I noticed that when I noticed that the girls were the main focus of the documentary i was like okay so i wonder what we're following here like what's the reasoning behind this kind of documentary and then we get into it and i was just not expecting anything that they were doing in the movie or that they were touching upon and the fact that the 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 topic of sexual assault was so easy for these for these girls to bring up shocked me because i was just like like it's that bad and i and i felt so bad watching these three girls grow up and if they do questionable things say questionable things i literally do not take it i i don't i don't take it like upon them as far as like oh my god they're like but because they're kids and this is what they've known this is what they've seen all their life and this of course they're this way and I was just really, really blown away in that aspect of the movie because they touched upon a lot of personal things that I just was not expecting them to do. And I just thought it was a very raw, very visceral kind of experience. Um, that's why I mentioned earlier that it's one of the most shocking documentaries that I've ever seen because I just wasn't expecting these. I wasn't expecting to really be invested by these three people that I just found out about you know what i mean so all of that was like really really intense but really good in my eyes and that's why the movie works for me so well so yeah i think that the mark of a successful documentary is fully capturing a subject and a space yeah the yeah. best documentaries leave you with a full understanding of the world that you've just been allowed a glimpse into and for me cusp is and and I and I am still figuring out how I want to talk about this film because watching it is incredibly difficult. It's incredibly difficult watching it having come from that community. Yeah. Um yeah. I, I, I was able to look at those little girls and I I know the women that they grow up into because, you know, those high school Facebook friends you have, I know what happens to those girls. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and that's um God damn, it's hard. It's it, it's yeah, difficult. Yeah. I I I took a straight up cry break. <laughs> you know, I uh, I had to walk away for a minute because it, it was very um, it was very real. But yeah, it captures that it captures that essence of growing up so well because not even just for the very personalized, localized experience that I can't help but focus on, but the growing experiences of all young women. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, what's so heartbreaking about it is the thing that I kept writing down in my notes was growing up before their time, growing up before their time. What happens when, what happens when a girl's body grows before she does and what that means for her and who that attracts to her? The great, the great line, like a great look on that because I wasn't even... I was like these. I was I was hearing these ages, and I'm like, oh my god! And they're just casually talking about these these tragic things, and I'm just like, 
man, like this is, this is, this is tough. This is, this is, and I can imagine, I'm really happy that I, that I caught that you watched it. And then I didn't even piece together that this is probably as close to home for you because of, uh, because of the location of the movie. So I was really happy to, to get you on the review because I, I can imagine if I'm over here, like uh, kind of, cause I paused once or twice cause when they started getting into like the stories and stuff and how these young girls have to, uh, have to grow up so quick. And they're like, we're talking like 14, 15, and I'm just like, oh man, this is this is just crazy, you know. It's something that happens in small towns, um, because you know you're you're a young girl, and you know, like me, my, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm I'm in my late twenties now. I've been a woman for a long time. My woman body came into existence when I was in fourth grade. I was not a woman in fourth grade. <laughs> yeah. I just looked more like one. And I have personal experiences, and there are plenty of women who have the experience of being a young girl and remembering the first time that someone took them out of childhood and placed them into a sexualized existence. I think that one of the best ways that the documentary illustrates this is the 19 and 18-year-old boys that are hanging out around these girls, because in a small town, the only people that are still around are the ones that didn't get out. And so it's those deadbeats. It's those guys hanging out around the middle school, trying to find little 14 year old girlfriends. And I mean, it, it happened. (laughs) It happened. It happens every day. And it just, God damn, it is difficult to watch. It was, it was, there was like a couple of lines where uh, I, I don't remember which one it was. As far as one of the girls, it was, I don't remember which one it was, but she was like talking about how um, she's dating an older, older fella. And correct me if I'm wrong. They never really announced the ages of the boys in the film, do they? There, there's one instance in particular where a girl says her age that she's, you know, 15 or 16. And the guy replies, see, I'm three years older than you. So, so in my mind, I'm like, okay, that's 19. He's 19. Yeah. Cause there was like a line that she's talking about. She's like, oh, um, uh, you know, he used to say, I was, um, I'm, uh, my God, it's crazy that you're only 15. And then one morning he woke up and just said, you know, I don't care about age. And I'm just like, dude. And, and it's not even like you hear about these things and then the movie moves on. It's like, they're showing you their relationship. And I was like, I mean, wow. Because it's like, it's so, it just feel like the, what I what I can say that I that that it kind of relates to as far as far as me is that I I knew girls in my I knew girls in my high school or, or like middle school whatever that age is like fourteen fifteen um, sixteen who I knew a couple who would who would date older 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 men but it was like a it was like a secret and stuff and I'm just watching this movie and I'm watching um, like how these how these girls are so influenced by some of the parents who don't have problems with it and stuff and uh it just it, the way the way that it just came off so nat so naturally and normal uh really stood out to me cuz i was just like this so this just happens um around those around those areas and uh, i i i really want to know what encouraged uh what encouraged uh the, the directors Parker Hill and Isabel uh, Bethencourt to really to to want to capture these lives in the movie. So I, yeah. I wouldn't even say, you know, I'm sitting here pondering it. 
it's not even a space issue so much as age and girlhood because it because it is it's something that I think it's very prevalent in these small towns and it's easy to point to because there's such a limited pool of individuals to watch yeah but the fact of the matter is you know from the minute from the minute that a, a young girl's body starts to develop and change she is instantly yoked with womanhood and whether or not that is a parent saying you need to get on birth control because I know what's coming Mm -hmm. or the warning. I I can, I can speak personally to the way that one day my mother was more keyed into stranger danger than ever before. And what had changed was my body because now she saw me and she knew what was out there. And she didn't put that on me, but she knew she knew what was coming because my body had changed. And that's what, and that's what happens to these young girls. And unfortunately, and I, ugh, it, it's really hard because you want to find somebody to blame because it's not these kids. But Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's the, that's like, that's what I kept saying to myself because I watched it with someone as someone as well. And they're like, Oh, they're like, Oh man, these kids. I'm like, I can't get mad at them. I, I just know it's not their fault. You know? It's not those girls. It's yeah. what their it's what their parents have modeled for them. Yeah, it's the fact that they have been told by their older friends, by their parents, and by these nineteen year old boys mm-hmm. what is expected out of them and their body. And in yeah. a lot of ways, the the moments that stuck out to me were the ones where these girls were discussing not being ready for what was being asked of them. But the acknowledgement, well, he's bigger than me, he'll be mad. And, yeah. and, and that's the, yeah. God damn it, that's important. Because these are little kids. These are yeah. little kids who are scared of somebody that they love being angry. They're scared of getting hurt because they're children. But, they, but they've had this aspect of womanhood forced on them where this is the only way they can defend themselves because of what someone else has decided to interpret from their bodies and it is it's it's absolutely tragic to watch um but it it is such a it is such a lived experience for Mm -hmm. most women and especially in these small towns and just the the prevalence of it is overwhelming you know coming from the you know coming from that county attorney perspective you would be amazed (laughs) Mm-hmm. And file after file after file that hits in these yeah. small towns because that's ugh, I just ugh. <laughs> I um I that that part you talked that 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 part of you just talked about about um one of one of the uh one of one of the one of the girls being scared about um an older male and I'm just like I that, that's where it all kind of that's where most of it kind of comes down to is the fact that a lot of these guys know what they're doing and they're taking advantage of vulnerable children and it's scary to watch but i i'm really hoping that this movie does get picked up by a by a big whether it's a big studio or a big service because a lot of people i think need to watch to see to really i i i just want this to be like out there for people to because i i i look at i look at the south and i look at um, those kind of areas in a whole new light now. And as far as like, like, that's just so sad. It was so tragic for me to watch. And, uh, 
Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, because I, I even right now I'm not seeing a lot of responses um, coming out of the movie. I because I, I I was like looking to see who else was watching it, and you know most everyone is watching Passing or uh, I think Mast was a lot was like a big one earlier. But uh, not many people are checking out this one. And I really really hope more people check it out because um, it really stuck with me as far as the themes and as far as what these girls are going through, uh, whether it was relationships, their parents, their life, their lifestyle not knowing what they want to do when they get older, just kind of going with the flow. And it was just like sad to watch and stuff. But um, I think it's a great documentary. I won't hold you too long. So I know um, we got to get, we got to get these schedules going for Sundance, but uh, yeah, I think it was a great documentary. I highly recommend it. I think it's going to be playing again, like I think tomorrow or Monday. I don't remember, but if you can't check it out, um, I highly recommend you might recommend you too because I, I I enjoyed it a lot. But um, yeah, let's get some final thoughts from you on the movie. Um, as a documentary, incredibly effective. You know, one hundred percent understands its subjects and the place where it exists. And I think what is most important is it is a film about a small town in the south, but the circumstances in that film can be picked up and dropped into the experiences of a great many teenage girls all over the United States and the world. And I think that that's something that the film does really well is that it explores the space as much as it does the issue. Um, really beautiful filmmaking, really, really well put together. The fact that it uh, brings forth such emotion <laughs> says a lot about how good it is. Um, and I do, I hope a lot of people see it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, alrighty, guys, that is our review for Cusp. Uh, once again, uh, I recommend it fully. I really hope it gets picked up. Uh, really great documentary from uh, Sundance once again. Uh, thank you, Kate, for joining me. As always, really appreciated you giving your uh, your kind of outlook on the movie and being so willing to talk about it. I know it's a hard subject, so I do appreciate you coming on today. Uh, why don't you let everyone know they can follow you? Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at Kate Does. That's at C-A-I-T-D-O-E-S. And what Kate does is she writes film reviews, uh, culture and entertainment, criticism, all that fun stuff. Uh, my favorite piece that I've written recently is about Lady Receives Oral Sex in Bridgerton. <laughs> <laughs> um all righty and you can follow me on twitter at cinemaniac94 um we call the podcast on facebook twitter and instagram at cinemania world uh be on the lookout for more reviews i think i have one more coming tonight and then there's a midnight movie but i'm not reviewing that afterwards way too late so probably in the morning for that one so stay tuned for all our sundance coverage and that is it thank you guys for joining us my name is Dwayne. that was kate i'll link her uh her socials below thank you once again Bye bye